Oh, up the skirt shot, and we have a lesbian ninja moment, and she's lifting up the girl's skirt with her sword. How cute. And it's a girl with cat ears and an eye patch and an umbrella. And there's a very big-titted girl running at her, and now they are groping each other. You just heard the song Bloody Stream from the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure by the artist Koda. And this is episode 160 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast where our mission is still to make your anime, anime addiction, addiction worse. worse. On this Christmas Eve, there's someone with us. Who is it? Is it a random scary Japanese old man? <laughs> My name is Mitsugi. I am your host tonight and with me are two co-hosts. Chiaki and Cram. Welcome to the show, Cram. Don't worry, Cram. We know this is your first time, but the uh, the smart asses in the audience will keep you in line. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, they're really good at that. So you can find us at our webpage, www.aaapodcast.com. We're on iTunes. Drop us a rating if you want to. We're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. And live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ustream.tv, you can go there and search for us on the search bar, so real easy for you. So we have a uh, really good show for you guys tonight, but first, first, we have a, a do we have an update about the website? Uh, we do have an update about uh, the website. Um, break has officially started for the job which I am working, which as I have mentioned before is six days a week, which is kind of rough to develop a website and work six days a week um, and commute an hour four or five of those days. But this is not Chiaki's sob story. This is Chiaki's solution. Um, after Christmas, because obviously I love you guys, but there's Christmas, and I'm going to be doing Christmas stuff on Christmas. How dare you enjoy life? I know. I'm an awful human <laughs> being. Um, after that, I will get to work developing. Many things are broken up on it right now uh, due to uh, some server issues, but with the new revamp, all of those, of course, will be fixed. And I'm still hoping to have that done by New Year's or shortly thereafter. So just so you guys know what my plan is. So the moral of the story is we are not a disheveled mess. We are merely upgrading. Yeah. Pardon our dust. Yes, also... 
I have continued to make an effort to make it easier for you guys to download the podcast. And so file sizes are going to, for the most part, be under 50 megabytes, which means that you should be able to download them on 3G on your phones. So now you can get them in your car or in the shower or at the supermarket or at work or wherever without having to be tapped into Wi-Fi. Or in the shower. <clears throat> this is where Roko would say, With a sausage! Oh! In your butts! I can't do Roko. We could take that sausage and cram it. Uh, oh, oh, the first cram sausage that. joke. You, you could do that. Oh, I can't wait for those puns. That's going to be amazing. Oh Wait. my god, Mitsugi has a pope hat. You should have a sausage bandana. Sausage bandana. <laughs> okay, I can do that. We have. Uh, I'll, I'll work that. I'll work that up. We have three new forum members: Dubs for me, please. Gloria Fu and Angry Townsman. And since I am always angry, I will select Angry Townsman as my name of the week. Uh... Mm, Gloria Fu, because it sounds like really happy Kung Fu. That's my name of the week. Okay. There's no trivia this week. So. And everyone looks at Giaki. Everyone looks at Giaki. Uh, quick, everybody look at Giaki, even if you're not here in the room. <laughs> and All of you at home. If you're listening on your iPod, point to your audio stare device. At, stare I at her in spirits. so hard. Okay, so there's no trivia this week. Sorry. Ho- hopefully that will continue soon. And uh, a, a, a new segment which may pop up from time to time is happening right now. It's called the, 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 J- the Japan is crazy, is, is, is crazy Expensive Game Show short segment. Maybe it's just a Japan is, Japan is Japan, and here's an update on life in Japan. Okay, so for the first, the first item on today's show of, shit, that's expensive, is fancy cantaloupe. In America, cantaloupe, no one even likes you. <laughs> you don't even taste good. Yes, cantaloupe you're, tastes you're, good. You're like the no, it doesn't. You're, you're, yes, it does. You're like this. You are the fruit at the bottom of the fruit salad that no one eats, and you are the slightly upgraded, slightly better version of honeydew, which may be the only fruit that is worse tasting than you are. Honeydew is also good. Mm. But in Japan, for whatever reason, you cost two thousand yen, which is twenty-five dollars a piece. Why does this happen? They do look perfect. You know what? I don't even care because I would never eat you. Okay, next item. And probably the topic of the next hentai episode, and by the way, Roko, Roko and I recently recorded one, so there'll be one coming out oh soon. Oh my god, speaking of having been lazy. Oh, okay. Oh. Don't point at me, don't point at me. <laughs> item number two, cuddle with a Japanese girl for 20 minutes for 3,000 yen or $36 at the Cuddle Cafe. So I think we we do believe that the Cuddle Cafe is the topic of Hentai episode 23. I'm I'm thinking I should apply to the Cuddle Cafe. How do you guys feel about that? Should I I apply to the Cuddle Cafe? The the Cuddle Cafe pays 45 US dollars an hour to sleep. You're you're not even naked or anything. It's just you just lie there and sleep. You get paid 45 bucks an hour. It's amazing. If, If any of you guys visited Japan, would you cuddle me? Everyone in the chat says yes. The... Yeah. Apparently you wow. should. Caps lock. They're serious. Okay, so. Threesome cuddle. Ooh, I don't even know if that's on the menu. <laughs> There's no touching. There's no touching. All right, so let's blast through a couple of quick uh, mailbags. Woo! We have two almighty anime mailbags for you today. Um, 
you, the, I do not believe that the anime mailbag section of the website is working right now, but you can send your mail, your mailbag submissions to me on the forum. PM them to me if you, if you would like. People have started to do that, so. First, mailbag. Naval Otaku writes, Hey, I was wondering if you know any conventions around Japan that are similar to the ones in the States. Panels, cosplay, etc. I keep looking, and I can't seem to find any, but I know they're there. Thanks. I know there's the one big anime weekend, and I forget its name, but it's put on by the anime industry. It's like, um, it's like Comic-Con, but for anime in Tokyo. Maybe you know of it. The uh, Tokyo International Anime Fair. That one. Um, which I think is probably a little more... I've never been, actually. Have you? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you can tell me how close it is. Um, it's it's very different. It's not like any convention I've ever been to in the states. And in in the states, conventions feel um, it feels like the industry side of things uh, takes a back seat to the fan side of things. A lot of times, uh, you've got uh, a lot of people cosplaying and stuff like that, walking around in their cosplay, which is not acceptable. Like oh here. yeah. Uh, and when I when I went to this, I've only been to it once, so it might be different year to year. But in my experience. This was really, really industry oriented. Like the yeah. uh, each section of the of the floor had different uh, studios and whatnot showing what they were doing for the year, and you could go through and pick up information and you know pamphlets and and stuff like that. Wasn't any swag or anything like that. No, mm. no swag. Um, and actually, there wasn't any cosplay at the hmm. Tokyo International of course not. Fair. The the only cosplay I saw were four foreigners who walked in and were getting stares. So of course they thought it was something that it wasn't. But yeah, I I I said I said Comic Con, but what I meant was I meant E three, because like the first two days of E three are just like industry people, mm. and that's still pretty showy. Mm. I realize, but like it's less of like this is a crazy fan convention. Come in your costumes, and more of like. This is what Sony is putting out this year. This is what, you know, Rockstar Games is putting mm. out this year. Like, they'll still make their booths fancy and appealing, but, you know, the idea is less of go crazy and dress in costume and more of, you know, let's well, have an industry meeting. People in Japan are way too shy and reserved to do that anyway, even if they were allowed to. You wouldn't have a lot of people wearing costumes like that, I don't believe. It's just not comfortable for people, and so that's why a lot of these conventions, if they do do cosplay, they isolate them to one little like corner of the convention hall, which was the case at, at the Tokyo Game Show and is also the case at uh, Comiquette. And it's I, I think it's so that they don't disturb the other people that are that are that don't want to look at cosplay. If you want to see the cosplay, you go to like this little uh, leopard den. I think like... it's also, I, I think it's less than that and more they don't want people stopping the flow of traffic, especially at Comicat, to stop and take pictures. Because think about it as, at an American convention, how freaking annoying it is when someone's like, can I take your picture? And they don't even move to the side of the hall or they do and it's a small crowded hall and they're still like creating a traffic jam. Think about that at Comicat. Well, it's impossible. Comicette like, is like Times Square on New Year's. Yeah. Shoulder to shoulder, you know, I could knife you in the stomach and walk walk past you and nobody would ever notice. I don't know how far you'd get, though, because walking in there is a slow process. You wouldn't, crazy. You wouldn't even have to worry about it. No, nobody would even notice. Yeah. It's so noisy and crowded that nobody would possibly notice you knifing someone. Have you guys been to the summer one? No, we've only been to the winter one. Summer one smells bad, too. God. Uh, so, <laughs> there's like a, that. It's like a giant con-funk rave. Mm-hmm. Except it's bigger. 
and smellier. Yeah, it's awful. And there's yeah, oh, awful. and in Japan, deodorant doesn't have antiperspirant. That's true. So prepare mm, yourself for that. Summer is gonna be awful. Mm -hmm. I I may pass. Honestly, might not be worth it. I'd go. I'd go back to the winter one. Nah, it's worth it. I'll I'd go. I don't know if I'd go to the summer one. So, is that it? Yes. Comicet is a little, is a little bit different, by the way. People in the chat were asking about it. Comicet is mostly for doujin, doujinshi. Uh, but even then, Comicet is not like there's panels and events. It's like here is a giant, giant room, or two giant, giant rooms there is filled with tables. And filled with doujin people on tables with their books and, you know, if they're bigger, like, maybe hand towels and stuff like that. There, but like, there is an industry section, though, but it's not fan It's not fan run, the industry section. Yeah, but I'm what I'm saying is that it's not like a convention where you go and there's panels and there's uh, events and things to do. It's like you go in, you buy your doujin. If you want to, you go to the cosplay area and you take a picture or two and then you leave. I think what's amazing to me about Comicet is that even though there is an industry section, it's so small compared to the fan-created stuff like all of the doujin, and their attendance every single year almost doubles that of San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous. I don't think anything like that could ever happen in the United States, and that's part of what makes Japan a little bit special in that regard. It's all fan-created, and that's kind of amazing. There's a lot of things that make Japan special. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So I'm going to move this along. Okay, Mitsugi. So, what are we talking about today? I don't know. No, what we're talking about we, today is the 2012-2013 winter anime lineup. We decided what shows we will all suffer through for your sake. Yeah, for just um, spare your sanity. So we're going to cover the a, a good portion of the anime from the coming upcoming season, and then we're going to take another news break. And we're going to do two reviews, one on Zion Saga DT and on Evangelion 1.11. We, we, we brought... That's the real reason why Mr. Cram is here, is because we had to bring someone who watches and actually enjoys Evangelion for all of you. That's what the podcast was missing. We'll be back in a few minutes. Gundam pilots out there, this is Chiaki, and this is your Anime News Break. First up, the anime adaptation of Keiji Nashishima's Namiguchiwa's no Muromi-san manga will air on TV this coming April. The comedy story centers around Muromi-san, a mermaid who happens to speak with a Hakata accent. She is suddenly caught by Takuro Mukojima, a boy in his high school's fishing club. So, for those of you who love comedy and, well, given that synopsis, likely a bit of romance, this sounds like something coming your way in April, that could be great for you. In other news, the cast members of the Gintama Anime announced their Jump Festa stage event this past week that the second Gintama film will open in Japan this next summer. The film will have an all-new story written by the original manga creator Hideaki Sorachi. However, the cast expressed some doubt about the summer opening since the contents have not been finalized and Sorachi is under the weather with a norovirus infection. 
But either way, if you're a big fan of Gintama, this, there's more content coming for you. And speaking of more content and films, the staff of the Naruto anime franchise has also announced at the same Jump Fiesta this past week that a new anime film will launch in 2014. More information will be in future issues of Seisha's weekly Shonen Jump magazine, and you know, of course, I will be talking about it during your anime news breaks. Until now, there has been a new Naruto film every single year since 2004. The ninth film, Road to Ninja Naruto the Movie, opened in Japan on July 28th and became the highest-grossing film in the franchise. Viz Media has released several of the films in North America, including most the most recent, Naruto Shippuden, The Wheel of Fire, this past October. Another anime franchise based on a Shonen Jump manga, One Piece, moved from an annual film schedule to one feature every few years with the 2009 release of its 10th film, One Piece film, Strong World. And finally, for you Gurren Lagann fans, Studio Trigger, the new anime studio that was co-founded by director Hiroyuki Imashi of Dead Leaves, Gurren Lagann, and Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt, began streaming a preview for the new Inferno Cop work on the Anime Boncho YouTube channel this past week. According to the project's official Twitter account, the new work is an anime that will debut on December 25th. Concept is done by Shigeto Koyama, also of Gurren Lagann, as well as Eureka 7 and Star Driver. Plot development with Hiromi Wakabayashi of Penny and Stocking with Garter Belt and Gurren Lagann. And the series director is Akira Amemiya, animation director on Gurren Lagann and Penny and Stocking with Garter Belt. So, if you're a huge fan of Gurren Lagann, this could be something you might like because it has much of the same staff. This was Chiaki and this was your Anime News Break. Back to the show soon. Echo Chamber Podcast. It's about music and video games and other stuff. Are you sure that was the moon and not just Australia painted gray? Uh, <laughs> you know what? If you knock me out, paint Australia gray, and then tell me it's the moon, I'll get over it. <laughs> you know, throwing flaming two by fours into the audience. It's something you don't do if you're just like listening to NPR and sipping on decaf. But if you did, that would make NPR so much more rad. <laughs> she says, oh, I pretty much like everything except rap and country. Then she says, have you heard of Nickelback? Which offended- <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no! For all this and more, check out ozoneent.com slash zonecast or find the Echo Chamber podcast on iTunes. Welcome back to the 160th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I missed you. I didn't. I was with you the whole time. The one person here that you actually wanted to have miss you didn't miss you. How do you feel about that? Very well. So now we are moving... I was with them the whole time. In oh. fact, there was a time where it was just one-on-one, me and them. Oh my gosh. So she goes from hate to special time. I never hated them. You're the one with the hate in your heart, Mitsugi. <laughs> so we are moving on to the 
to the winter 2012-2013 anime lineup, and what a lineup it is. Interesting. Oh my god, I'm so excited about the new Full Metal Panic show. I'm so excited. You know what? Oh my gosh, a new Gundam anime, Advance of the Zeta. That looks like so, it looks so cool. So cool. Oh my gosh, and, and a Phoenix Wright anime. Oh yeah, coming out this season? I thought it was coming out later in the year, but no, that's awesome. Amazing, amazing anime lineup for the winter. It's what? It really is one of the best lineups I've seen in a long time. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. So, just kidding. JP. Not really. Yeah, none of those animes are actually coming out. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to lift you up real high and then crush you. I think Phoenix Wright actually is coming. They're working on it. I just think it's not going to be until, like, later. Maybe it's late. Anyway, so... We have selected our anime for the, for the new season, and Roko and Kimiko have decided that they are extremely busy. And so they have opted to take a lighter workload this new season. And so... They'll still be here. Don't worry. They'll still be popping their heads in and out. We're, we're not getting rid of them. Yes, they, w they will be here uh, uh, once in a while. So, But I want to go over the, the shows that they're doing first, just to get them out of the way. Okay, Kimiko got the best one. Kimiko got a, got a show called Savannah Game, which uh, I think everybody wanted, but Kimiko selected it as one of her only shows she was going to do, so I felt bad, you know, trying to take it from her. So, it follows the story of a young man named Kazuya Shibuya who receives an, an email from someone at, out of the blue one day, and it says, why don't you join the Savannah Game? Oh my god. Mm. Maybe they're going to take him to Africa. Drop him on the safari. Maybe not. I bless the rains down in Africa. Bow, bow, bow. There's okay, that's all I got. So, oh, nope, it's, it not, it's nothing like this. It's a it's, it's a state-sanctioned killing game. <gasps> Sounds like battle royale. Sounds like Hunger Games. So, so in this game there are thirteen tributes, and the tributes are going to <laughs> win food for. No, just kidding, just kidding. It's a deadly role-playing game designed to motivate the inhibited youth of modern Japan. So, it's, so there are 13 tributes. So it's like... <laughs> so this is, this is like the anti of Battle Royale. Instead of trying to quell rebellious students, they're trying to, in, they're trying to in reinvigorate them, I guess. And uh, they... Uh, what the hell the guy's name is? Kazuyo and his friends find himself in a, in a you know, series of battles that somehow span the space-time continuum, Woo. which makes me less enthusiastic about this show. And uh, with everything from dragons to the Shinsengumi force of the Shogunate era. Whoa! That's crazy! And the picture is like two kids on their hands and knees splattered with blood, and one of them has a sword. So, expect a lot of violence here, and... I don't know. It's not my anime. I'm not going to worry about it too much. <laughs> so, um... Also, would you like to cover the second uh, anime that Kimiko has, Chiaki? No. No? No, I, I can do it. It's it's cool. I just miss my... I miss my Kimiko. Anyways, um, so the next anime that Kimiko has is Ore no Kanajo to Osanajimi ga Shuraba Suige... Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> I don't know. Ore no, ore no kanojuto, osanana jimi ga 
Shuraba Sugiru. Yes, but maybe there are some people who can't listen to Japanese well and like my way better. I don't know. Well, now you have it both ways. All right. So, so a young bro boy called Etta enters high school aiming for, for the National University School of Medicine. Because, his because of his parents' divorce and his goal, he shuns anything or... He shuns anything to do with romance or love. One day, Masuzu... I can't love. I'm the too school afraid. beauty with silver hair, who's just returned to the country, enters his life in a most unexpected way. She probably falls down the steps and lands on his face with her skirt up. Probably. Chiba, his childhood right friend now. since elementary school, will not let this go without a fight. Yeah, he's going to grab onto them legs, and he ain't letting them go. That's the whole show. It's a giant metaphor. Okay, so this is a hentai anime. Just kidding. What is it, like a young a youth, young romance? I have no idea. That's an interesting translation, Kron. One thing I have learned from these from these anime lineups and uh, previews and trailers and everything, it even if it has a manga or a visual novel, is that you never have any clue how good these shows are going to be. We, we we've had shows that have had no prior content that that, that we thought were going to be great that ended up being horrible. We we had shows we thought were going to be horrible that we and that ended up being amazing. And then we've had manga that are amazing that are made into to anime and then then they end up being terrible. Yep. So, who the hell knows? Not I. But it's based on a light novel, so I guess if you want to go check that out, feel free. Uh, you want to do Train Hero, or do you want me to handle it, Cram? Uh, I don't have anything on it, so go for it. Neither do we. Train Hero, it's a rescue team that takes on train disasters. The end. It may or may not be meant for five-year-olds. Probably is. Everything I've heard is that it's like Thomas the Train Goes Mecca <laughs> saves the world. Where did you hear that? Like various sources on the interwebs. Oh, okay. Maybe it is Thomas the Train. Who the hell knows? The internet knows everything. It does. And it's always <laughs> right. Yes. Every single time. <laughs> Just like Full Metal Panic. You can't lie on the internet. No. Duh. That's also why no one's a woman on the internet. <laughs> Okay, so should we go through our normal... Not um, even me. Okay, so I, I'm just going to start with my first anime here. We all, we all generally got the shows we wanted. Woo. Whether we really want them or not is the, is the question that, that remains to be answered. So, my first anime that I picked, knowing full well that it was ecchi, is Senran Kagura. So... You know, I, I, you can tell by the picture that, that, that that's perverted, but it's based on a Japanese video game for the Nintendo 3DS, so it's fairly recent. And recently it had a manga series in 2011, and it is now being, being made into an anime. The director, because <clears throat> this is slightly relevant, is Takashi Watanabe, who has a pretty good resume here. He's, he, if nothing else, he has a lot of experience. He's done... He was, the, he was the director for Boogie Pop Phantom. He was the director for most of the Shakugan no Shana anime series, uh, Slayers. And his his work goes clear back to like Yurusa Yatsura and, and things like that. So he, he's definitely been around. So at least he's not a new uh, face. He also did the original Ikitosan anime, if that tells you anything about the show. But Senran Kagura is a side-scrolling action game where 
you control five ninja girls, and the more damage they take in the game, the more of their clothes gets blown off. Woo! That well, sounds like Ikitosin. So I have the trailer here, and as this is my most perverted one, and as this has become somewhat of a tradition, I think, I am going to play the trailer, and I am going to do a play-by-play -play of the trailer, um, because, or at least part of it, because I think it'll be funny. So here we go. Girl is running really quickly with an egg in her mouth. Where is she going to go? Oh, she's a ninja. Strong wind blows. She's blown into a container full of water, and it's all over her shirt. Wet t-shirts. Oh, my God. She's screaming. And another ninja girl just jumped on her. Now there's a very cute girl running through the hallway. She also spills water on herself. How did this happen? Oh, my God. Now there's a very prim and proper looking girl drinking tea out of a bowl. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, she sets the bowl on the ground. Oh, oh, leg cramp. Oh, strong wind. Oh, my foot's asleep. Oh, now we have an eye patch girl eating, eating uh, sushi. Oh, and another girl picking lingerie swimsuits. Oh, it looks so cute. Oh, I think the one with the stripes is definitely the best. Oh, it's, it's so cute. Oh, up the skirt shot, and we have a lesbian ninja moment, and she's lifting up the girl's skirt with her sword. How cute. And it's a girl with cat ears and an eye patch and an umbrella. And there's a very big-titted girl running at her, and now they are groping each other. Amazing. And another girl that is wearing a top that would be illegal to wear in public, and now she is groping somebody. And now a girl's licking a sword. And her saliva trail came off the sword. And now we're licking each other, and two, girl, fondling. two girls in, in bikinis fondling each other and licking on the beach. And, and now maybe one bit of action. Here it comes. Oh, nope, nope. We're going to deep throat a, a, a sushi roll. There we go. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were going to have action, but we're not. Okay, and now she's very embarrassed because her skirt is turned up. Oh, okay. I'm just going to stop it because it, it keeps going. But So here's a show that was, that was supposed to be about ninja, but it's really about porn. So Sen why Lan did Kagura. Why did you put it high on your... I oh. didn't. I didn't put it high. We're starting with the bottom. Oh. Yeah. I got confused. It's just that like like eight eight out of the ten anime from this season didn't interest me at all, so after the fifth or sixth one I was like, Well who gives a crap? They're all gonna be bad to me, so I'm just gonna pick on pick you know. Whatever. Okay, what? who's the who's up? I'll go. See if you can follow that act. Jack. I can't. So my anime, which ended up being number eight on my list, um, is Yama no Susume. Uh, the story is about two childhood friends, Aoi, a girl who prefers uh, staying inside and who has acrophobia, and Hinata, a girl who loves mountains. The two decide to climb a mountain in order to once again see the mountain during the sun from its peak as they did when they were young. Um, I picked this anime for two reasons. Um... One reason is the whole, like, she has acrophobia. Looks like it sounds like it could be relatively interesting. Um, the other reason why I picked it is that um, on Anime News Network, it says the running time is five minutes. Per episode? Yes. Which means automatically it's going to be terrible. I don't good know. Good job. Might be good. Not much of a time investment, though. Nope. When has there ever been a five-minute episode anime that wasn't bad? Gee, sweet home. Oh, um, um, Digi-Cherit. Aren't, mm. those, aren't those short? Those are funny. I think. It's been a long time since I watched those, though. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like Love Hina. You thought it was funny and amazing ten years ago. 
But, yeah. if, but if you go back and watch it now, you'll be like, what is this rancid shit? I think that should be called the love hina syndrome. That's yes. I think it, I think, I think it should. It's like this was so good. What happened? Is this the same? Are you a Yoshi? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Thank you. That's nice. All right. All right. All right. Um so uh my show um is called Mangaru or Mangirl. It's it's really strange. It, it's, it's a it's, girl with um, you know both sex organs and a giant mustache. That would be way more interesting than uh, what it actually is. It's a play on uh, manga and girl, and uh, it's by Studio uh, Doga Kobo, and it's based on a manga. And it's about a young girl with no publishing experience who starts a manga magazine. Um, this girl is a young girl, probably. High school or junior high, if uh, if uh, history serves me. Uh, but yeah, it it looks kind of awful. It was number seven on my list, which <laughs> looks awful. <laughs> it, it does. It looks awful. But uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out. I really don't have a lot of information on this, but I think it's really interesting that the English title is Mong Girl" and it looks like "Man Girl." So there's going to be a lot of very confused people trying to watch one kind of show and saying, "Oh, this." This young lady doesn't have a penis after all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I guess many of us will, are going to be disappointed about that, I'm sure. Mon, Mon Girl, Season 2, Futanari. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Okay, so, should I move on? Sure. So, I have a show here called Vivid Red Operation, which was not, also not, not very high on my list. I think it was number 6, maybe. 7. 7. Yep. And I'm playing the trailer in the chat now, so you guys can check that out. Oh, snap! And, uh, okay, so the director, first of all, is Kazuhiro Takamura, who was the same director that did Strike Witches. So let that be a, an alert to you, as the trailer is full of prepubescent girl <laughs> ass shots. <laughs> Although it looks very pretty. It looks very pretty, I'm not going to lie. Um, so that, that has that going for it. The heroine of this anime is... It's a girl science fiction action show. 14-year-old girl lives with her little sister and grandfather. They live in an impoverished life. Um, there are five main girls. The uh, There's Mecha in the show. There's it's a, it's a peaceful world where science has generally solved all problems. And the story is set on an island. Teeming with natural surroundings and artificial life and things like that. And... Um, Everything's perfect. There's no conflict. So we'll just eat cake the whole time. The the anime the, the production studio is A1 Pictures. And um I'm not really sure what else to say. I think that the uh the trailer says more about the show than anything as they have decided to tout the concept art and the production. What what trailer actually shows you who the concept art was done by as like a premiere on the trailer? Who cares? He must be important, though, if they're saying I that. care. I've never seen this before. It's like, rather than actually show you shots from the anime, we're, we're just going to show you... It's like... You know those video games where they show you uh, nothing but, but like glossy, uh, high-res vi- uh, action shots, and they don't show you any actual gameplay footage? I think it's like it's maybe like one, it's maybe like one of those. You know, I feel very skeptical about a show where the, half the trailer is concept art done by... You know, Takeshi Ugura or something. I don't know. 
So it's 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 a young girl action show that'll have some mecha themes and it's gonna have a lot of perversion. And for those of you that don't know what Strike Witches is, it was an it was a lowly con show that had a lot of uproar about it because of how over the top it was with its uh, you know, lowly con content. My turn? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just I'm just covering my bases. Leave it to Chianki to, you know, jump in. Well, we're supposed to go quick with these. These aren't impressions, Mitsugi. <sighs> Sorry, I know they're not. I'm terrible. I try um, to be better. My number six show was Gambare Lulu Lolo. Tiny twin bears. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's going to broadcast on NHK. Um, it's an e-tele educational channel that it'll be on. Um... The uh, bu- the Kuma no Gakko or the Bear School inspired the um, anime film in 2010 that is now inspiring the television anime, and the anime centers around the daily life of two twin bear sisters, the orange colored Lulu and the yellow colored Lolo. The two take on new jobs despite the occasional failure and tears give their best efforts. I have a sucker for all things cute. You guys know this. So I have chosen this one for that reason. Cool. My next show is uh, Ishida to Asakura. I actually wanted this one. It's based on a manga. I don't have, uh, on this one also, I don't have as much information as I do on my top three. But I know it's based on a manga and it's about the friendship of two high school boys uh, with very specific dreams for the future. The co-lead wants to be a teacher at an all-girls high school. and uh, oh, the, like Onizuka. Yeah, the, the title character, Ishida, uh, wants to be a florist uh, with the uh, love interest, Asakura. He wants to open a, a flower shop, as I understand it. Um, the I, I've seen a little bit of, of promotional art for it, and uh, it looks pretty, but I haven't seen anything in motion. I couldn't find a preview or a, or a trailer online uh, when I was looking this stuff up. But uh, yeah, it, it could be it could be good. We'll see. All right, so I have another show here. I you know we we don't re- I haven't really been checking out the shows too much before I pick them. I just kind of look at the pictures, read a short synopsis, and go with it. But I seem to have done a pretty good job of picking a lot of shows this time that are based off of video games, because here is another one. On my list, my number five anime is Amnesia, which I picked it, I think, because it was one of the only shows on the list that didn't look like it was centered around eight-year-old girls. And the, the story of Amnesia is... Well, I'm playing the, tra- the video in the trailer right now, so, this, so that'll be helpful, hopefully, for you guys. It's based on a Japanese visual novel series, and it's been released on the PlayStation Portable a couple years ago. The plot is uh, one fateful day, August 1st, almost my birthday. The heroine lost all her memories. In order to gain them back and to ease her pain in remembering, she tries to interact with him. Da-da-da, who is him? Oh, maybe it's the devil, I don't know. Hoping to live each day as happily as she can and to make a bright future with him. So it didn't it didn't look particularly horrible. The trailer is very beautiful. It has a lot of pretty boy characters in it. It looks like a reverse harem to me. Certainly could be a, rever- a reverse harem, but it looks beautiful. Uh, the trailer at least interested me and at least showed its stuff rather than you know showing us like a bunch of text and crap like that like the other trailers do. So I'm slightly optimistic about this one. 
Really, I think the I think the sleeper is the one that Cram just introduced. Ishidoto Asakura, right? Maybe. We'll I think see. I think that's the sleeper for the season. This uh, one looks pretty good, but the only reason why it, it didn't make higher on my list is because I'm so tired of the amnesia thing. Like I'm, I know, I'm, but no, I I'm not I'm not faulting you for it. I'm just saying, like personally. I'm so tired of that kind of thing and that kind of plot device that I just I couldn't bring myself to do it. It's it's, it's certainly on my list of, of of 100 anime cliches that I've done, but I mean when you're looking through a list and you don't want to watch a little girl anime, I mean and this one, in the image for this one is a bunch of like dudes and stuff. I don't know. I grabbed it because it, I don't know. It's, it's done by Brains Base. Next. Next, I'm actually pretty excited for this one. Um, it's Boku no Imoto wa Osaka Okan. Um, and the reason why I'm excited for this one, the anime adapts Chuke's Shippan's popular Osaka Okan rule, Osaka Mama rules, and Osaka rule books that offer a tongue-in-cheek guide to dealing with people from Osaka, this, particularly the stereotypical Osaka mothers. Um, which is really funny because culturally here in Japan, it's like Osaka and Kansai is almost treated as like a different country. Yep. Especially compared to like Kanto here up north. Um, and so in the story of the anime, Kyosuke has, uh, spent about a decade living apart from his little sister, Namika. And now Kyosuke is looking, uh, is looking forward to reuniting with his sister as they live together again. But Namika is nothing like he remembers. So um, this is, I'm, I'm guessing he moved up north and she stayed in Osaka or she moved down to Osaka, whatever the case may be. Um, it's produced by Toho Company. Um, it, I didn't really see anything notable as far as producers, but I just think that it looked amazing and maybe would tickle me pink from my time in Osaka and the things that people have asked, the things that Japanese people have asked me about Osaka, like, do they really jaywalk at crosswalks when it's red? I do. And I'm like, yeah. Do they really talk with a southern accent? <laughs> Azumaga humor. Well, Osaka-ben is a thick dialect. But anyway, so I'm excited for it. All right, so bust that out, Cram. What do you got? The next one is a uh, it's called Sasami-san Gambaranai, and it is by Studio Shaft, directed by <laughs> <laughs> Akiyuki Shimbo, who uh, is responsible for Arakawa Under the Bridge and Madoka Magica. Uh, it is based on a light novel series, and it is the story of a hikikomori who is cared for by her brother. Her name is Sasami, and the uh, synopsis here is, The story follows a hikikomori named Sasami, who is unmotivated about even changing clothes or eating. Her brother takes care of her, even though she despises his slave-like nature. So uh, it, Sounds like clinical depression to yeah. me. So, yeah, apparently she uses uh, her brother's computer to view the outside world so she can, you know, get a glimpse of the outside. But uh, she is, in fact, a hikikomori, which means she's a shut-in. She's a shut-in, yeah. It looks really beautiful. I'm lo it does. It, it, it looks gorgeous. Got the trailer running in the video right now. If you were watching live, you could see the trailer. The only, the only reason why I didn't pick this one is I just got nervous when it was, like, in the synopsis. It said something like her brother's, like three potential girlfriends or something like that she watches and that was the only thing that made me nervous about the show is that I'm like is this just gonna turn into like 
seeing it through her eyes, like on her brother cam, like a love triangle. So I guess that would be a. Little I was I was also worried about that. But I hope it's good for you, Cram. Yeah, me you're too. You're stuck with it for a season. <laughs> yes, I am. I saw a lot of random stuff in this trailer. I mean, the trailer has it has the girl in it, obviously, and then it has like crazy girls jumping up into the air, like into the sun. It had a girl pointing like a stampede machine gun at somebody. I don't know what the hell's happening in this trailer. Woo! So, I don't, I don't know, but the coloration yeah, and art I, is beautiful. I think the synopsis really sells it short, probably, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Alright, so this next show I picked because it had a sword in the picture, and I was desperate for anything that wasn't little girls. Um, Senyu. S-E-N-Y-U-U. Um, this show is... The story is that a gigantic hole suddenly opened up in, in the world one day, and demons appeared. The king thinks that this portends the return of the demon king, Ruki Medes, who was sealed away by the hero Kureishion a millennium ago. The king decreed that the descendants of the hero must take down the threat, and 75 people showed up. Hero number 45 and a sadistic palace warrior team up, and their adventure begins. So this trailer looks like it has some action in it. It looks like it's more children-oriented. There's some really goofy uh, art styles in it. I also see some really, really weird and terrible-looking monsters in it that kind of make me feel less enthusiastic about it. Um, I did see what looks like a, a yellow giraffe. I, I paused it in the video, but here's like a yellow giraffe monster that I don't know what the hell it is, but it looks horrible, whatever, whatever this beast is, but... Um, I'm, I'm interested. Hopefully, it'll have some good action in it, and um, you know, will we'll be entertaining. So, looking forward to it. So, uh, we're getting close to the top now. We are. We are. So, what do you have for us? Um. So, my next one. Where did Where did this one end up for me? Um. My next one was my number four pick. And that is courtesy of Zetai Karan Children, or um, courtesy of Zetai Karan Children, the unlimited Hobu Kosuke. So, however way you want to shorten that really, really long word. Um, but it's a spinoff of the Zetai Karan Children series. The story will center Kosuke Hiyobu, who also appeared in the original series. The plot summary from the original series is that in a world where ESP is common, only three people have them at the highest possible level. Those three are speci the special ESP team. The children, uh, the children. The children work for Babel, a special ESP-er organization committed to stopping crimes before they happen. Koichi Minamoto is assigned to watch over them, and he'll need to, because the three superpower ten-year-olds are a problem on their own. So... I don't know. The trailer looks pretty, pretty solid. It does to look me. solid. Yeah. Um, and kind of as you said, it didn't involve involve little girls. I I have not seen the original of this. Um, so I will confess that now. Um, I have not seen the original, which uh, some some is called. Uh, it's. Originally, it was a, a manga, Zetai Karen Children, that then created a TV show called Psychic Squad, or Zetai Karen Children in Japanese. Then there was an OAV, and now there's the spinoff. So I'm hoping that because it's a spinoff, it'll 
it won't be an issue that I haven't seen any of the previous content for it and I can just go with it and, you know, have a good time. But it looks solid. It doesn't, it looks like there's some good action and it doesn't look like there's a bunch of little girls. And hopefully the guy with the silver hair is the villain because he looks like he'd make a BA villain or an anti-hero. An anti-hero would be good too. Um, this season is crazy. Of the of the thirty four or so anime that are on this list here, I just counted twenty one of them have at least one underage girl, like Lolicon looking character in the photo. I counted them. Yay! That's discouraging. I don't know. I'm just looking through it, and you have Milky Holmes again, <clears throat> the, another AKB anime, uh, girl with cat ears anime. It's it's uh, fair, fairies anime. Man, Mong Girl, which I counted, but they do look underage. Sure do. Doki Doki Precure. You get you get these animes that have like male characters in them, in them and cling to them with your life. So the next one I have is Maoyu Maoyusha, and it's by oh. Studio Arms, uh, directed by Takeo Takahashi, who served as director on Spice and Wolf. It is based on a light novel series. It's a high fantasy story about a world at war between humans and demons. And uh, the the world's greatest human hero is to set out to defeat the uh, the demon queen. And upon entering her castle, instead of defeating her, uh, he she strikes a deal with him, convincing him that a sudden end to the war would bring chaos to the land. So um, she's saying that this is already happening in the demon realm, and convinces him to uh, join up with her uh, to form an alliance with her to uh, bring a an end to the war that would bring prosperity to the land. So um, uh, the the thing that drew me to this was honestly it's high fantasy, and I'm a I'm a geek, so. I was hoping that I could get a nice high fantasy show and have it be good because I was disappointed by uh, Sword Art Online. Maybe it's just because I've been watching and reading a lot of it lately, but something about the opening to me just looked like Game of Thrones, like map with like stuff popping up and like an arrow coming down and like, yeah. Out of all the trailers I've seen, this trailer looks the best. So there, there is the one thing that, that worries me is there is some uh, jiggling boobs and stuff, which is, you know, it's fine if you like that kind of thing. But uh, I like I like stuff I watch to be a little bit more serious. And uh, when I see that, I'm like, ah, it's that's discouraging fan service. And if you like it, that's cool. But for me, it just ends up being distracting uh, overall. There is the titties in the chat for those of you that are watching. Yes. This is uh... it did look nice, though. So something. This is an anime that actually Kron requested one of us watch, and I didn't think it would be an issue if we pass it on to you, because obviously Kron did not know about your existence in advance. Mm. Um, but uh, the, he he has said and, and said again today that there's a lot of uh, economics in this show. Okay. So. Oh, maybe it's Spice and Wolfish. <laughs> is this the show that you said you had that had Spice and Wolfish? Yeah, in it's it? got the, dir- the director of Spice and Wolf. Oh, so there's going to be a really drunk... Uh, god deity wolf in it that is really you know she acts like she wants some action maybe she's the demon deity with her tits hanging out you know it's probably just a sequel she's gonna get drunk every episode and almost almost have relations quote unquote with the main character but then at the end of it she'll pull back speaking speaking of, of getting drunk dear listeners sweet listeners kind listeners cram drinks and Cram has never been through a drinking episode. 
No, I hope I can survive one, but I do drink. I drink a lot. <laughs> well, if it's anything like the last drinking episode, prepare to be really drunk because it was out of control. Cat. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be saying totally inappropriate things, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, we make them explicit. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to do this next show justice because it, it has several animes. It had, this is not the first of its... Uh... How is this the first one you put on your list, Mitsugi, and it is the last one on my list? What did you see? <laughs> what did you see in this anime that I did not see? Don't know. We're going to find out right now. Hakenden Toho Haken Ibun. Number one on my list, Hakenden. Hakenden, uh, I think I picked it because it sounded very... It sounded like it was fantasy. Um... This show has several shows that came before it. There was an OVA series done, and um, another anime done back in two back in 1999. So there's a few there's some content that you can watch that came before this. Uh, I'm playing the video in the chat, and there's fantasy going on. The story takes place during the beginning of the Sengoku Jidai uh, era, a tiny province that is currently part of modern day Chiba, which I think is pretty close to where we are. Yeah, Chiba's uh, just south. Fusei, uh, the princess of a uh, of a clan in the show, gives birth to eight warriors who are scattered across different regions of Japan. Because the spiritual father of these warriors is a demonic dog, these warriors came to be known as the Hakenshi, uh, which uh, has the has the kanji for dog in it. And um, throughout the series, each dog warrior recognizes the other. Through uh, distinguishing features such as their name and things like that, sniffing their butt, sniffing their butt. <laughs> uh, Plot-wise, uh, according to what I'm reading, the show can be divided into three parts: the prologue, the search, and the resolution. The prologue rep represents events that occur before the birth of the dog warriors, um, and the search consists of the ep of episodes prior to the warriors' final assembly. And then the resolution shows a final battle uh, fought by the Hakenshi in the name of the clan against what I'm guessing are some kind of demon force because the the trailer has some demons in it. And I don't know. Maybe I was... Maybe my brain was damaged when I was picking my anime this time because I have three, three animes based on games that all look perverted. Um, Mitsuki, you're hilarious. Every season you're like... My shows are awful. Oh, that's Anime not true. Sucks. And you pick them yourself. That's not true. Two seasons ago, I had, I had uh, Kuroko no Basuke, Hunter x Hunter, and I had uh, um, Uchu Kyodai a couple of seasons ago. Oh, nice. So all at once. Oh, and I had Gundam Age. So thank you very much. Next. Fan oh, fantasy show. It looks beautiful. Pretty boys. Blood. Uh, there's like demon dogs running around. I don't know. Next. It's you, waiting for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we all know what this one is. So my number one pick should be no surprise. I squeed when I heard they were first doing it. I've been waiting for months. Chihayafuru 2. Yay! Yay, um, Chihayafuru. I assume it's going to pick up exactly with our Karuta loving kids, uh, exactly where they get le or exactly where they left off. Um... I am excited to see what happens to Chihaya Ayase and all of the other people. Uh, excited to see will they hook up. Um, because you want that to happen. Wait, they didn't hook up in the first show? It's not about that, really. 
that's like something that's more like something I'm really shipping for. Well, it's it's in there because you're because you're thinking about it already. Well, well they put like they put undertones, but that's not like the focus of the show. So like it's there, but Oh, so it's like Full Metal Panic, right? It, it's not really about the romance, but really everybody just wants to see uh Yes. Kaname and, and Saga. It's, it's hook not up. Honestly, if you took any of the undertones of romance out, it would still be an amazing series because it's not dependent on it at all. But they give you just enough that you ship so hard for the characters. You're like, there's always fan fiction. You should just. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh oh, and fan art. Yeah. You should just not give a crap about the love, and then it'll happen. But uh, anyways, yes. As Kron in the chat says, Shihayafuru is a sports anime. Well, if you count Karuta a sport, but... What is Karuta? Karuta is the card game with the hundred poems. Um, I don't know. If you want to know what Karuta is, either watch the first season or listen to my review, as I did in episode... Uh, which episode was it? Uh, 129. 129. I did a review of the first season, so um, you can go back, but... The first season was amazing. I hope the second season's amazing. As long as it doesn't do anything better, or as long as it doesn't do anything worse than the first season, it will be amazing. So, I'm really, I'm really excited. I really want to kiss. I know it won't happen. That's not the show, but that doesn't stop. My girlish heart wants it. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want her to win the Karuta Championship. I want her to become the Karuta Queen. And I want the one boy who I like that I won't say... But I want him to become the Karuta king, and I want them to kiss. Oh, to be young and be Chiaki. As I understand it, Karuta is a very specific game, but uh, my students... I'm, I'm also a, a teacher here in Japan, and my students call any game with cards Karuta. Yeah. So I don't know if little kids know the difference especially between the actual if, game. Especially if there's... Well, especially if it's, like, speed, like... Yeah. Because speed is a big thing in Karuta to, to get the cards before your opponent, yeah. so... So, um, my number one is Bakumatsu Gijinden Roman by Studio TMS Entertainment. That one looked good. Bakumatsu? Yeah, Bakumatsu. Uh, directed by Hirofumi Ogura. And this, the only thing that worries me about, worries me about this is that it's based on a pachinko game. <laughs> but, uh, its synopsis, uh, intrigues me and it looks amazing because the character designs are by none other than Monkey Punch, the, the man who is responsible, or the team, I guess, um, that's responsible for the look of, um, Lupin the Third. So, uh, it, it looks, it looks really interesting. The preview, it, there's not a lot going on in it, basically just a character introduction, but it follows a thief named Buck, or I'm sorry, a thief named Roman. A thief, really? Yes. Monkey Punch. Yes, oh, I know. No I know. Way, it's really. totally different in in every way. I love how they break Lupin. the mold. Uh, but it follows a, a thief in the Gendoku era, which is like end of the 1600s, beginning of 1700s. Um, looks kind of interesting. Uh, the the synopsis is a little bit light, but I hope it ends up being really good because it's my number one pick. So we had an anime about a year ago or so that was based on a on, on a pachinko machine. I wonder if anybody that's watching or if Chiaki can remember what it was called. No. Really? Nobody remembers the show. It was Rio. Rio Rainbow Gate. It was so was that memorable. It? Did someone in the chat say that? Rio, yes. Rio Rainbow Gate. Which one of our wonderful listeners said that? That was Astrophysics. Astrophysics, you are correct. Rio Rainbow Gate. And what was Rio <laughs> Rainbow Gate like? <laughs> it was... 
It was a show that took place in a casino where all the girls were basically naked the whole time. But I will say in in Mr. Cram's anime's defense... um, Please defend my anime. (laughs) So it's it's a thief anime where he steals women's clothing. Well, what I was going to say is that if your ratio holds true, Mitsugi, of women... Ratio of women to score... I haven't really heard anything about women yet in this anime, so maybe it'll be saved from the downfall that was Rio Rambo Gate. It's true. My theory, my theory has up up until this day, for the most part, held up intact. For for Cram's sake, my theory is that uh, the le- the fewer women you have in an anime, the better the anime is. And uh, uh, no comment on that. No. You can have no comment. I'm not. I'm not getting into that. The. Uh, <laughs> Once you have a three to one or more ratio of women to men, the show is just watch out. But that's my theory. Okay, I so. want to hear your thoughts on that. I can't. No, <laughs> too soon. Too soon. I don't, don't want to alienate everybody on my first uh, your, you, first outing. You, your thought would be throwing out like one or two random specific examples, like 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 Madoka. And then I would come back at you with a hundred examples of anime that are bad. No, that 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 wouldn't really that wouldn't really be what I do. I would, I would, I would assume that a show that has more than what, what did you say two thirds two thirds women let, in it or let's something. Let's say for example seven guy seven girls and two guys. Seven girls and two. Well, I mean that that sounds one. like a harem anime like right off the bat. Well, but. a lot of these shows have no guys. So, like, I, I would say that it'll, it, a lot of it comes down to the production team and how many uh, males versus females are on the production team, you know, the, the, the cast and the crew and all of the people who make the show, and uh, especially the writers. So I, I think that's really important to kind of balancing gender politics in anime. But, well, I do yeah, say, while you, can, on this, I do so. say while you can agree with all that, the fact remains is that half the time if a woman is put in an anime show, mm. it is to be TNA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I recognize that, and I I really don't like that at all. But um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we can. I think we can all admit that Japan doesn't have the most progressive gender politics what? in the world. <laughs> so what? It, it doesn't surprise me that uh, the media that comes out of this country can be a little bit, um, you know. Okay. Well, for the sake of uh, having this episode not be three hours long, I'm going to uh, move us along to our second news break, and when we come back. We are going to do a review on Zion Saga DT and on Evangelion 1.11. So stay tuned and we will be back in a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. still clutching your anime type from when you thought the world was going to end? Well, it didn't. So, you know what you get? You get a news break. This is Chiaki, and this is your anime news break. The official website for PA Works television anime adaptation of Noriko Ogiwara's RDG Red Data Girl modern fantasy novel series updated with the series premiere date and a new piece of key visual art this past week. The series will premiere next April. Saori Hayami of Heaven's Lost Property and Oremo's Ayase Aragaki is starring as the protagonist Izumo Suzuhara. 
Toshia Shinohara from Black Butler, Inuyasha Films, and the Book of Bantora is directing the series. And Michiko Yokoke of Bleach, Gintama, and Princess Tutu is handling the scripts. So it sounds like there's a pretty solid cast behind it, which hopefully will lead to a pretty solid anime. For you Dragon Ball fans out there, there's something coming out that, well, you might have to own. The February 2013 issue of V-Jump has announced this past week that a full-color edition of Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball manga will debut on February 4th, 2013. The color edition will be released in three volumes spanning the Saiyan arc. A price point for these books has not yet been listed, but I'm sure they will probably be on the higher side, but maybe not too unreasonable. Along with these three volumes, an item titled Dragon Ball Chosen Shu Volume 1, Dragon Ball Super Collection 1 by Akira Toriyama is slated for release on the same day. Also, an Akira Toriyama The World of Dragon Ball art exhibition will travel to Tokyo, Osaka, and Nagoya from March to September to coincide with the March release of the Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods film, which is something that, well, you know Chiaki won't be able to resist going to see. In other news, if you were interested by the prospect of Neon Alley, but were frustrated by the fact that you, well, don't own a PS3, don't worry Xbox people, they heard your prayers. Neon Alley, Viz Media's 24-hour streaming television channel, has announced in its latest newsletter that the streaming anime service will be available on the Xbox 360 console early next year. An exact release date will be announced later, but it is for sure from their mouth coming to the Xbox. The service launched, as you know, on PS3 consoles on October 2nd with uncut dubbed anime episodes, live-action martial arts films, and anime movie premieres. So, it could be something for you Xbox owners. This was Chiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't you go anywhere, because we got more great stuff coming up. We watched Unico and the Island of Magic. So they go into, they enter like this endless desert to find the Sphinx. Kevin is camping at the bit looking, where's Kenshiro? Heart of Madness. Kenshiro's gonna clean that Lord Karuku up. Like that freaking Unico is gonna be like, like the little horn is gonna pop up. There's gonna be like a little satellite dish on the end of it. He's gonna call, you know, he's gonna like, you know, on the other side of the desert, Ken's gonna get a phone call and he's gonna be like, what? I'll be there, turns to Barth's like, Let's, Let's go. go! Hop in the buggy! Where are we going, Ken? <laughs> the Island of Magic! Come on! Someone needs to do a mashup. The Method to Madness podcast with Sean Ryan and Kevin Gray. Find them on iTunes and alphacounter.com. Anime Addict Anonymous is Amy Plex and We have returned again on the 160th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, thank you. I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. You know, I'm, ra- I'm, ra- I'm rather glad that you. I'm, I'm rather glad that you disagreed with my uh, with my opinion on the on the girl anime. So you know. This podcast needs more people to rise up against me, in, in my in my tyrannical rays. I will I will crush you. I do way more than you. You do way more than me, but will you be my meat shield cram when he gets angry? Yes. Yay! 
Yay! I, I think we can have a whole podcast episode about this now, and I, but I will say, in an era full of Moe and PVC naked PVC pipe models, it will be a difficult argument for you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the challenge. <laughs> okay. So... Well, uh, sp- speaking of uh, speaking of an anime that, that that does not necessarily follow this uh, rule, Zion Saga DT. What is this Zion Saga DT anime all what about? What does the DT stand for? Dement. According to the opening theme of the show, it stands for Dimension Transfer. What about Diarrhea Toxicity? That also very nice. <laughs> you know what? For the entire rest of this review, I think that whenever you come up with a with a DT word, and please and please pay attention to the chat as well. Yes. You may offer what you think this anime's DT stands for. Okay. Demon titties. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So the director of this show, as I always start out with the director, is Shinji Takamatsu. Double tap. Double tap. Okay, very nice. Shinji Takamatsu has done School Rumble. He, which surprises me because I actually like that anime. He uh, has done a number of Gundam shows, which uh, which is good. He um, a lot of, but mostly OVAs. Uh, he was the director for the Gintama movie and the Gintama anime series, so he's obviously pretty famous in Japan. Um, but this show is not Gintama. From the chat, Honor sixty four, Diarrhea Train, Mister Freelance, Dick Tales, Dick Tales, <laughs> very interesting. So, I'll start with the plotline of this show, uh, or lack thereof. Um, one day as, and I'm also going to play a, a part of the first episode for you in the chat. So if you if you would like to see what this anime looks like, uh, watch it in the in the in the chat. So there you go. So here's the plot synopsis. One day as, I'm just going to call him Hokase because that's his last name. He's playing an MMORPG. We'll just call it WoW. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, he receives a request from a female character in the game. He thinks that he has lucked out and found some girlfriend on the internet because that's what every guy who play, spends all day playing MMOs does, as that's why you get married in MMOs, as weird as I think that is. He suddenly finds himself transported into the world of Mira, where he accidentally saves a young princess by landing on her attacker with his swivel chair. Okay, just to give you an idea of what that means... You'll see it in the video soon enough, but you have these really like manly-looking characters. They're at least manly in their personalities, getting ready to face off with each other. You have one guy that looks like he's out of Berserk. He's got like a massive sword. He kind of resembles a less a manly-drawn version of Guts. And then you have like another guy who is going to you know crush them and kill them, and you know oh, I'm gonna kill you with my army, and I'm so tough. And it's just a, it's a very it's like a it's like a manly standoff, right? You're waiting to see this fight, which which ought to be cool. And then rather than have the cool fight, this kid Hokase falls out of the sky, and in the most anticlimactic, stupid manner I've ever seen, and at least in this show up until this point, because it's five minutes in, he literally lands on the villain and knocks him out and beats him. That's how it is. Woo. We could have had a cool sword fight, but no. We're just going to fall on him, and that's it. So Forts, great. Swords fights are difficult to animate. Yep, sounds like budgetary constraints or stupid writers. So, uh, with no idea how he gets to this place and no idea how to get back to his world, he decides to tag along with this princess that he saves, who, by the way, is like a really, really bitchy, like seven-year-old girl. Of course, you know. Um, there are so few, like, like legitimately good princesses in anime. 
Does that sound about right? I feel like every princess I can think of is some is either is either like a porno style like a bishojo character, or she's like a seven year old bitchy girl. Princess Jellyfish. Does that count? I don't know. Hmm. I guess it does. But she's also like four, isn't she? No. Oh, I didn't see that. Anymore. I think she's in her twenties, early twenties. Okay. Well, yeah. so long as she's not a bishojo. Definitely not. So he tags along with them, and there's a militant faction in the princess's own country who wants to capture and kill her uh, before she can marry the prince or whatever and become queen. So it's a pretty simple story. Um, so it sounds like it could be interesting, except this show is literally horrible. I don't know what else to say. This show is not done yet, but I can't watch it anymore. That's how bad it is. It's objectively horrible. It's worse than Comfort. Whoa. I would rather watch Comfer any day of the week. Any day. And Comfer was about a boy who turns into a lesbian woman and goes to a lesbian school and has, like, battles with fire in the library. And then instead of fighting, they're just going to, like, make out. That That's what Comfer is. I would rather watch that than this anime. Is it worse than Jubei-chan? I didn't watch that. It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, you can tell me then, maybe, based on my description of this show. Here is an example of this show. In like the third episode, they are having a cool fight with uh, one of the leaders of the militant faction, and he's a very powerful fighter. And so he easily defeats the guy that looks like Guts and the other girl who he has with him who's slightly worthless. And so the princess is like, oh no, I'm doomed. But of course this kid who has like, who has, uh, you know, stick figure arms picks up this, this this weapon and decides he's going to fight this guy with no experience whatsoever. Rather than but rather than lose, he kicks the guy in the balls with his like brand new metal boots that he that he had just bought at the store. And apparently he like breaks one of the guy's testicles. And you know, fine. That's stupid, right? But if you're going to have a stupid scene in an anime, have the scene and be done with it. But this joke literally it literally takes up, I think, 20 minutes of time over the next four or five episodes. E- episode 7, they were still talking about how this guy's testicles got broken. Literally. And then they, they go back later, in a later episode, and they talk, and, and he gets kicked in the testicles again, and his other ball gets broken. So, they joke about that for a while, and then later on, that same guy's like escorting a hot chick to some place, and, and the only thing they can think about is, Oh, I don't want her to know that I have no testicles now. Follow that. Follow that with with a beach episode, and, and where they do nothing but like touch each other at the beach, and an episode following that where the where the princess girl grows this like Pikmin style leaf hair thing out of her head, and then turns into like a monster demon who has to eat like a ton of food. No, I do have to say. Oh, goodness gracious. The. Crom said they stopped talking about it around episode five, which, if you ask me, is about four and a half episodes too many. <laughs> I disagree. First of all, I disagree. I, I think it goes at least an episode further than that. And I gotta say, any anime where all they do is joke about like testicles for, for up until episode five, I mean, good heaven. I mean, I honestly, I try to watch at least some of these shows. I gave it seven episodes. I think that's fair. I don't know. Is that fair? That's totally fair. That's more than... That's almost three hours of this show, and that is... That is more than half of most animes that come out every season. And it was literally... The the first episode was the best episode. 
here in, in the video right now you're seeing like the opening battle where he's gonna land on the guy and win the battle for them so I'm not sure what to say I guess I'll talk about the music and stuff I can't remember there being any music at all the uh, the opening theme if I, if, I, if I played it for you you would be sore, sorely disappointed by it as they chant DT for the first uh, um, two minutes of the theme or whatever the animation is not that great. There's really it's about fighting, but there's not much fighting in it. I know it's not really meant. To, no, I know it's not really meant to be like this high fantasy action show. It's supposed to be like a goofy, funny, funny show, you know. But I gotta give it a hentai out of five because any show that you, where you just can't get through it, I I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, it was just horrible. I know Chiaki saw part of it. Uh, here he goes. He's landing on him right now. Did you just see that happen? They're all astonished. They're all looking at him like, "Oh, what just happened?" And he 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 knocks the guy down. He's in a puff of smoke. The puff of smoke disappears, and he's sitting there in his computer chair, like, "What's going on? I don't know what's happening." And like this huge army is crushed by this one guy falling out of the sky. It's just too much. You know, Kron says in the chat that you're not getting the jokes. I think I get the jokes. I just think the jokes are stupid. They are, they're really stupid. I mean, maybe I'm 27 years old and just too grown up to enjoy them, but I, I'm reviewing these animes, like, with a serious eye. Like, you know, I, I want to see a serious story. If, if it is a comedy, I want to see a well-constructed a well comedy. Um, but, like, to have a show where you go from, like, escorting this princess, and then we'll, oh, we'll suddenly take a three-episode break to have a beach episode and an episode where she turns into a monster demon... That's not well constructed story, so I don't know what I don't know what to say. I'm gonna I'm just gonna pass it on now to uh, Cram to do Evangelion because I know it'll be a better review. And um, somewhat, yeah. Hopefully, it'll be good. Okay. Well, I uh, I reviewed Evangelion 1.0. You are not alone. Technically, I watched the 1.11 Blu-ray release, which has got about three extra minutes of animation in the first uh, ten minutes or so. Three minutes three, of animation. Three, all three glorious minutes of are animation. Those, are you going to even be able to compare it to the to the non-uncut uh, version? Totally changes everything about the show. Like the th <laughs> the thematics are completely changed, but. I'll get right into it. The summary, uh, for those of you who don't know Evangelion, if there is anyone out there who doesn't, um, troubled teen Shinji Ikari joins his father Gendo's organization Nerve, whose mission is to protect Tokyo 3 and ultimately the world from massive beings called angels using giant robots known as Evangelion. So, um, With much sexual frustration. Lots and lots. These people are troubled. Troubled, troubled young people and old people. All the people have problems and uh i'll talk about that i'm gonna jump right in shouldn't she has plot. problems yeah uh, yeah a little bit small ones i have a question first just a quick question okay so the end of evangelion was done in like crayon okay the original and original anime do, do you okay do you mean the end of the series or the end, end, of, end of evangelion the end of the series okay was done in like crayon and pe colored pencils <laughs> so yes fact <laughs> so since since this is one of the first evangelion anime uh, shows or whatever content you want to call it to come out since then, do they segue into the movie with it in crayon and pencil, or or do they just go, or do they just do something amazing and go balls out full color? It's it is all colored pencil actually. The whole movie. The whole movie is in colored pencil and what? and and Outrageous. some of some of it's in sharpie. Such artistry, such artistry. 
but no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll actually get into animation, which was, uh, I mean, the animation was my favorite thing about this movie. Um, but I'm going to jump right into the plot. Um, it is so clearly based on a television show. It is so, so clearly cut down from an anime, uh, um, like a, an anime series, uh, because it's got serious pacing problems. I mean, really, really bad pacing problems. Mm-hmm. It feels trimmed down. It feels mashed up. Uh, the character development suffers. Just about everything suffers because of this. Um, it doesn't really have much of a uh, classic narrative structure. The climax doesn't feel very climactic. Eh. It just feels only more, a little bit more serious, a little bit more dangerous than the previous two battles. How and long I'm referring is this movie? to uh, like about 90 minutes. Okay. Well, it's a little bit longer than that, like 100 minutes, I think. Um, but yeah, there are three uh, angel battles in this that all serve as the action beats. They come quickly, which is one good thing that I can say about the plot is that it never feels slow. The action beats are always coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it clearly establishes the main conflict and the stakes and you know the, the dangers of this world. Um, yeah, and, and that's that's kind of one thing about it. It doesn't feel boring, which is so great. The pacing's really good. The pacing, well, no, actually, the the clip is good. You get a lot of action beats, but the pacing itself is really bad. Like it, it feels crammed together, and it doesn't feel fluid. the The events that take place back to back don't feel like they have any breathing room. It's just kind of, it feels like a mashup, and it is. It's a mashup of the first six episodes now, of the series. Now, what do you mean by action beats for the people listening? Uh, action beats meaning any moment in which action takes place. So if, if you're thinking of uh, the scenes where Shinji is in Misato's apartment, that's not an action beat. If you're talking about the angel attacks, that's definitely an action beat. There's three main angel attacks in this uh, in this movie. I believe it's fourth, fifth, and sixth angel attacks. And um, they're, I mean, they're they're really good. Like they're beautifully animated and they're really compelling and and got they've got really great action. Um, but because they come so quickly and they're so similar to each other, the climax suffers because it only feels a little bit more difficult than the previous two. And I think that that's kind of a detriment to the uh, the overall plot. Um, but other than that, I, I think that it's it's. Um, the plot isn't wonderful just based on that. So is this a is this a recreation of the of the original anime? Very very faithful. Very, very faithful. faithful recreation of okay. the original series. So 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 we're going to get that scene where Shinji's like looking over the water and he sees the first uh um whatever the hell they call the explosions. Oh yeah, whatever they call them. I'm not sure. I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But they, they, um, they make the big cross in the sky. That's you know, yeah, yeah. So they um, they have that shot in it. I'll, um, yeah. They, wow, is that one in the first one? That that's one like the, the first episode. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it is. You see a lot of that stuff. Like they've left all of those explosions. Anything that's like high energy, high action, they've basically left in the show. So, but you feel like the you feel like the the it's you feel you feel like the it's a little bit cramped. Definitely. So it's maybe six episodes that they crammed into four episodes. Definitely, yes. I, I'm, I gotcha. Yeah. So um, the character, um, characters, like I said before, are all deeply troubled on some level. Deeply, deeply troubled people. Uh, their actions and reactions are believable in a world with real risks. This is something that I find sets it apart from most anime out there. That's what people love about the original Eva, or one one facet of, of their love for the original Evangelion. And uh, I think it, it holds up here. I think that you've got interesting, realistic relationships between characters, especially Shinji and his father. Um, although some character development, like I said before, is rushed and brushed over due to the pacing and the cramming together of these six episodes. Um, his his relationship with his father is a little bit too vague, I think. I don't think it establishes it very well. 
Um, and then you've got too much time uh, that's being spent developing relationships that are clearly less important to defining characters' basic motivations. Okay, such as? Such as, uh, I mentioned before, uh, all of the stuff in Misato's apartment. Um, they spend a lot of time on that stuff, but then you don't get a lot of face time with uh, Shinji and his father. And whether or not that was in the original show, like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically mm. trying not to compare this to the original show and talk about how it stands up as a film. And uh, I think in this way it, it kind of fails as a film because I think that relationship is most important to his motivation and we don't get a lot of FaceTime. That with. might be the most important relationship in the show. Yeah, yeah. Shinji and his father. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's, 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 it's the reason he does anything. Like, well, initially. And then there's, of course, they and Asuka. And, but initially, the, the inciting incident is all about being accepted. And um, I'll talk about that also when I get into theme right now. A theme... There are themes of acceptance and duty, and they're clearly defined in the show. Uh, Shinji wants to be accepted by his father, who we get the feeling has not been present in his life, who hasn't really liked him or something, but again, um, this has been kind of brushed over. Um, characters are willing to sacrifice themselves for the good of the world. This is the theme, you know, we're seeing themes of duty arise, and uh, the thing that I really like about this is again the dangers are real and the themes are are consistent with these with these um, with these dangers and the risks of the world and the the actions that these characters are taking. Um, but unfortunately, uh, and I have to talk about this if I'm going to talk about Evangelion, but the empty religious religious symbolism is it's almost unforgivable. And my argument for this is that if a Western artist admitted <laughs> to including such important socio-political iconography because it was trendy or cool, his entire artistic integrity would be called into question. People, people would be so angry, but because it's but because this is in Japan and people don't care about Christianity, yeah. they get gets away with it. And they, he said it outright. He said, "Oh, it it just looks cool." No, unacceptable, unacceptable. You know, whether or not well, you can find personal meaning for yourself in the iconography doesn't change the admittance of its thematic emptiness, and that is unforgivable. Japan does that all the time. We're just going to throw something in there to make it look cool. It's, uh, I, I hate that. I mean, and if, if you do it with things that aren't so important, but when you're talking about religion, like, that has that that is the driving force behind so many people's entire lives. And to throw its symbolism in, you know, a, a piece of art and admit that it's just for aesthetics is... Ridiculous, and I I can't forgive that. That's, well, they also awful. they spend a lot of time with all this religious crap. I mean, it's like I haven't seen Ava in quite a while, but no. I do recall that it is littered with religious symbolism. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, it, in the movie, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't feel like it means anything. In this first movie, in and of itself, it feels as empty as it is, and that's that's not good. I don't like that at all. But um, so I, I'm just looking at the I'm looking at the at the running time of the movie. Yeah. And it's an hour and one minute, mm -hmm. or it's 101 minutes, rather. Yeah. So that is almost the same amount of time as, that's about, that's about as much time as four, five, five anime episodes. Yeah. Maybe just a little bit more than four episodes. Yeah. So it is like they took six episodes of content and tried to crunch it into, see, that's what I, that's what I focus on in your review, because... When you're trying to have a well-constructed story, and you, mm. it's, and the first thing you do is try to rush it, mm. you've already you're starting off on a on a very poor foot. And yeah. It's it's one of my criticisms. I mean, obviously, it's just it it's not well constructed. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a movie, and that's that's a problem. Is that this is a film? Like he made this to be a film. It is part of a tetralogy of films now, 
and it does well, not. tetralogy, big word. Yeah, it, or, fifty cent or, word. Or quadrilogy if you're the if you're the Alien movies. But so in other words, you're talking about there four, being movies, four yeah, movies. There's going to be four movies. The third one's in theaters here right now, and I'll I'll be going to see it soon. Um, now, if you watched it in a back to back to back to back fashion, would that improve each of the films? I don't. I don't know. I. I don't think so. I don't think it would because. Um, I, and I'm not reviewing the second film, but uh, one of the things I really appreciate about the second film is that they fix a lot of the pacing problems, and it feels like a movie. This first one does not feel like a movie. It doesn't have the pacing of the movie. It has the pacing of a TV show mashup, and that's that's a problematic for me. Um, I, I think the writing is competent. Um, there's you know viable dialogue it's you you can you can believe it you, you it's believe believable. it yeah believe it uh the exposition isn't terribly distracting or poorly handled so that's that's i, I appreciate that i i don't recall the original evangelion having much of any exposition it it didn't in fact it was really really vague like it it kind of lacked all of that which left a lot of people going huh at, at a lot of the show uh they've gotten rid of some of the um the vague, more vague aspects of the series, I think, uh, because people kind of spell things out a little bit clearer, but it's still handled pretty well and it's not too distracting. But there's no particularly excellent writing on display. It just all feels like it exists. So not distracting, but not wonderful, just, just there. Um, the music, I feel, is kind of the same way. It's appropriately complimentary. It conveys mood and atmosphere where, but it, well, but it's generally unremarkable. There are no obvious recurring themes. Although they may be present, they're not so at the front, forefront that you know they, they call back to a, a musical theme from before and you're like, oh, wow, we're, we're bringing this emotion back or we're bringing back this feeling again. So, um, yeah, I, music I, is okay. I'm really interested to see how they wrap up this series of movies because I am too. everybody knows that like the end of Evangelion was what the problem was. Yeah. And, I, and, and when they first launched this, move, this line of movies, my first thought was always, oh, they're doing it because they effed up the end of the original anime so badly that they mm -hmm. want to take another shot at it. But and then the other the other part of my brain says, "Oh, it's a cash cow. They want no. to make another you know truck oh, of money out of it." This, so. this franchise prints money for Japan. It's it's crazy. Um, Just looking at all the UFO machines. Yeah, there's a ton of Evangelion crap all over Japan. I mean, even though the original show is like what 15 years old now. Yeah. So, but um, it probably looks 15 years old too. The the one thing I really wanted to talk about in the show was the animation. It was my favorite thing about the show. It's beautiful, colorful, fluid, vivid. The CG that they use, the new CG that they put into the show, blends really, really well with uh, with the animation. And that's one of my pet peeves. And when the CG and the animation doesn't work together, when it's not blended well, but it looks really, really good here. Um, I do have to say though, like. In my opinion, I feel like the weight of how an anime series looks mm. is becoming less mm -hmm. with with more advances in technology to make those brilliant colors and more yeah. fluid animation. I the level of expectation I feel of what the median is has changed. And yeah. it's like if this movie not to say not to give it less credit because it looks stunning, but like if it didn't look stunning, I'd be like, "Well, the hell yeah of course like you expect it to look yeah. great right um but the one thing that's really interesting about about this and you mentioned like how anime used to look 
Uh, I think this visually exists in a really interesting place between a 1990s aesthetic and contemporary sensibilities because it's really kind of a, a, a polished kind of a spit shine on the old show with a lot of added elements and a lot of uh, uh, reanimated sequences and things like that. So you get this, you really feel like anime is different now. And watching this, you really get that feeling because it's as beautiful as a modern anime uh, mm -hmm. movie or series or, or, or whatever with a, a modern budget and but it still has like character designs and ideas and and those uh, those original core sensibilities of a show made when it was originally made and I think that's really really interesting it's really visually interesting because of that um, unfortunately though I can't I can't shake the feeling that it's a polish when a complete reanimation would have been really nice. Like, I feel like if they had started from the ground up on this and really strived to make a good film and just re reanimated the whole thing, rewritten the whole thing, and not had to worry about making six episodes into a movie, uh, we would have ended up with a, a better film. So I'm going to have to give it three and a half meaningless religious symbols out of five. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm so glad You're you really brought nice. that up. I've had what really? You think that's th nice? I thought that was a very like negative review. Oh, Three it's no, it's it's not score. negative. Like I, I had positive and, and negative things to say about it, but I think overall my feeling was that um, I enjoyed it. I did. I've gotten in arguments with people before over the religious symbolism, so I'm no. so glad you brought that up too. It's so easy. I mean, it's and that's the thing about reviewing. Uh, and this is my first review on the show, so please be kind to me, <laughs> listeners. Uh, but break them in like a stallion, boys. Yes, please. Ride that pony. <laughs> um, I, I think it's tough to to talk about. Um, I mean, I try to talk about the good things, but it's so much easier to talk about the things that you you feel could have been improved on. Um, but I tried to to bring in the things that I thought really worked in the show, and also the things that that didn't work so well. But I, overall, I liked it. So you know, awesome. Yeah, there you go. My first review. I did it. Woo! Very nice. I do appreciate. I, I want to watch the movie. You all just took his review cherry. I think I've I think I've been waiting until they all come out because I don't want to have a year in between them. You'll be waiting another ten years. Well, probably. If I have to wait ten more years, I guess I'll wait ten mm. more years. So whatever. <laughs> By that time, they'll reboot, be rebooting it again and doing the second rebuild. Yeah. You're not going to get me to sing that, but you're going to get it stuck in my head for sure. <laughs> anyway, so good episode. I hope the new season, season of anime is good. We really have no idea how good the shows are until they start. You can never um, tell. Yeah. I mean, I'm not too enthusiastic about my shows, but then again, I never am, and sometimes I'm very pleased. So I'm really enthusiastic about my shows. I'm excited. Well, I think Cram got the best shows, so we'll have to see. We'll see. Yeah. You got I'll fight you for the title you, of the best shows. All right. We'll I think fight. you're gonna have at least three out of five winners. So okay. I hope so. That'd I don't know. Chihayafu awesome. is a winner, and that was the one I cared most about. Anyway, so this is the 160th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It is officially Christmas Eve here yes. in, yeah, in J-Land. We're a bit ahead, so... Happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Of course, by the time this comes out, it will probably be like four days after Christmas. So, sorry. Yeah. yeah. But um, we are at www.aaapodcast.com. As we said, the website's going under is undergoing renovations, so look mm -hmm. look forward to an update soon. We're um we're on iTunes. Come check us out there. It's easiest to get the shows on iTunes, and you can now download them using 3G because I am making the episodes under 50 megabytes for you. And we're on Facebook, so like us on Facebook and watch us live every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Ustream.tv or 10 a.m. 
JPT. Also, I am uh, a J vlogger, so you can check my uh, YouTube channel at Cram in Japan. Uh, so that would be youtube.com slash cram in Japan. And uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter and all that kind of good stuff. You can see and the birth of his yeah, fantastic exactly. facial so, hair. Yeah, how, how my image has changed since I've lived in Japan. But it's, yeah, uh, not so much about anime, although there's a little bit of that in there, but more about life in Japan. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, uh, please check that out. Eventually we'll have an entire another episode about life in Japan. Yes. Sure. Yeah. And I, I don't think it should be too far off. Maybe after Christmas, New Year's, we can... Yeah, that'll be fun. So we'll see you guys next week. Everybody be safe, hope your presents are good, and take care.